Welcome to Ma's Garage. I'm Kev. I'm Crick. And I'm Smokey. And today's topic is cyclical life. So grab a log and join us by the fire. What's a lesson that you feel the universe keeps throwing at you because you still haven't, I guess, fully learned it? It's very specific, but a big one for me is exercise. What about exercise? Um, the fact that it's important, I notice it mostly, you know, when I do my day-to-day stuff, like sitting in a chair, I can feel how gravity affects me and the way that I sit and how poorly I sit and like my tendons are overstretching and stuff. And I realized that exercise and building some muscle around that and just using some of these things and stretching would be beneficial. But for some reason, I still haven't gone and found like a consistent routine for myself. Like I do for a while and then I think I've got it. I'm good. And then right back again. I just keep spinning in circles. I'm in that same boat with exercise. It's it's I'll I'll get on a regimen, I'll be going to the gym four days straight. Like, yeah, it's feeling good. And then I just run out of time for a couple of days and it's it's back kind of off that off that wagon a little bit. Right. If it doesn't find its solid place in your your round of hobbies, it will get replaced with something else. It's because it's so easy to replace. Until it's not, right? Yeah, basically. Then it's like, oh, yeah, I got to get back to exercising. Until something comes up where you realize you need it or you hit a limitation. You're like, oh, man, I really should have been exercising more or, man, I'm getting fat again. I need to exercise again. You know, so it's, it's, but I feel every time though, at least for myself that I run into it, I'm a little more aware, like at least even though I've, falling off and I still eat unhealthy. I'm more highly conscious of that. I'm eating unhealthy and what I'm kind of doing and putting that to account with what I do the rest of the day. And sometimes it doesn't change anything. Some of the rebellious part to me, like, Oh, it doesn't really matter. But it's part of me is just like, no, you know, like that's calorie count. You know, this is working against what you just spent like two weeks, you know, struggling for Cause you're like denying yourself all these snacks and working out. And now you're just, pulling that back what you just worked on there's a quick undo button in life there's not a quick redo button right at at the same extent uh someone was telling me that it's 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 important to count the wins you know what i mean it's what you do every day towards it so like if you look at it as a win or a loss and so i fell back i'm there's no point in me doing this because i can't keep up with it is a bad way to look at it. it's better look at it like okay, well, I'll do 10 push-ups today, you know, or I'll, I'll do something. Just keep working towards that goal instead of saying, oh, I didn't do it for a couple of days, so it's all wash. Right. So I'm done. It's all about consistency. Right. Consistency is key. It's often hard, sometimes boring, but it's the right thing. <laughs> We also want that that instant gratification. It's like oh, I yeah. busted my ass four days in the gym, but I don't look that much different. I don't, you know, 
I don't see the pound shedding off after four days. <laughs> you know, it's like, why am I doing this? Like, you, that, and that's, that's what it is. That's why a lot of people stop is because they don't see the results that they were expecting. And then they're like, well, this is bogus. I'm just going to go back to doing what I was doing prior to me exercising. It wasn't, someone, it wasn't as tough on the body. Someone right. said recently, believe in the method. That's that's the way to get through it with losing weight and getting into exercises is you got to believe in the method of you do. calories in versus calories out and you know what you're eating and and the long haul of it. And you just got to change the the lifestyle around. But it's you can't just turn your life on a dime. You know what I mean? It's so hard to be like, okay, I've been doing this for the last five years. Time to just go, Bleh. I'm going to go yeah. change things up. It's, it's Unless a, you have a major health complication that's in the way. Right. And even that still, there's people who like are still smoking it, it, when they're dying it, of cancer because it's, it's just, a struggle. It's a struggle, you know, but then it, it just be, it, it just, it's mind over matter. Well, and making micro adjustments, you know, just like when, if you try to whip it real hard in a car, you're going to spin out. But if you slowly make corrections, you can start to steer yourself down that new path. Problem is, how soon are you coming up to that wall? Right. Well, and yeah. that's where the trick is too. It's knowing that stuff. I mean, were we taught calories? Where did we see the wall? You know, did anybody teach us about all that? All I remember about health and nutrition is the food pyramid. Yeah. That, like, I remember even garbage in, in, garbage out. Yeah. yeah <laughs> even in like health class and stuff, like I, I, I don't feel like we really learned like proper nutrition or anything. We just learned about like the diseases and stuff. Right. And the food pyramids change. It's changed multiple times in our own lifetime. Basically a joke now, I guess. Right. That we grew up on. I love that episode of South Park. It's upside down. <laughs> oh, you oh, you mean we're supposed to be having a crap ton of fat? <laughs> they just have like so much butter with every all of their meals. It's- oh, that's right. You got to find a, find it for your own life too. Like what works for you, because there's some people who live their whole life eating nothing but, you know, vegetables. And there's some people who live their whole life eating nothing but meats and some people who are in between in the middle ground. And you got to find what works for your genetics and for your body. You can't, same thing we've talked about before is nobody else has can tell you how to live your life or what you should do or how you should do things, you know? There's 72 plus different diets out there and they all achieve different stuff. It just depends on what you're comfortable in, right. what you like to eat. I think there's going to be the basics and the necessities in terms of like the ingredients and, nutri- and nutrients and stuff, but you don't have to have a whole bunch of sugar and you can substitute that with a whole bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it ties in with your ancestry too. Cause if you think about it, where your ancestors originate from, they were maintaining their bodies on a certain diet. And over hundreds of years, their bodies became used to living off these certain things. You know what I mean? So they've learned to function better off higher protein, higher carbs, this or that. So eons of evolution built in based off of what they had at their disposal, not what they could have. Right. And you can also also think that over in different countries, their agriculture and their fruit food processing is much different than what it is over oh, yeah. in America. Yeah. That's where somebody I've heard say too that lives in another country says it's it's hard not to be fat in America. 
it's it's oh, just yeah. honestly it's hard because everything that you look is it's there's so much packaged and processed and there it's all available is. to you it's it's like having just drugs splayed out in front of you and be like ah only take the good ones and you're like but oh those look so good and it, it's it's that self-control but mm-hmm. there's probably, not a i'm sorry oh i was gonna say it's probably like you know 70 60 60 to 70 percent of the stuff in the store is not healthy for you per se all processed and right. all having some added new added some added ingredients and stuff yeah. artificial and i was just i was just thinking the other day like every a lot of people like pizza even really really healthy skinny active exercising people they love pizza and pizza you're going to get a lot of the calories with the bread, but you can put whatever toppings and you can have like a pesto sauce. So then it's not like the marinara. And there's so many different ways that you can make a pizza that it can actually be somewhat healthy. Right. Or at least healthier. <laughs> right. I've even had like a veggie pizza where it was like cream cheese and just a bunch of vegetables and cream cheese. Yeah, so it's like a cold pizza. You don't eat it hot. It had some kind of flatbread as the base, and then it had cream cheese, and then just like broccoli and carrots and all this stuff on it. It was pretty decent. I mean, it huh. it was good. I wouldn't say it was exactly a pizza per se, but it it's good. It had concepts of a pizza. Interesting. We, we made a no carb ones where the crust was made out of eggs, eggs and cheese. There you go. It's pretty good. Nice. Again, I, not not real pizza, but. I enjoy putting an egg on my leftover pizza. On your leftover pizza? Just yeah. like crack an egg, cook it, and put it on there? Uh, any, anywhere from over medium to over hard. Nice. Ooh, a Yoki pizza sounds kind of good. Yeah, over, over easy is just a little bit too much. Like yeah. that, Too much juices. <laughs> you already got like the juice from like the pizza sauce, so adding the egg on top you're just like okay this is getting a little sloppy i haven't bought over over medium or over hard is just over hard it just depends on how you like them like i'm i i love them i love eating eggs over easy so i'm more of like an over medium on my pizza but i'll have them over hard as well i haven't bought ramen in a a couple months because i know i'll eat it because it's just good oh yeah but i started doing that with my ramen too because that's how you make egg drop soup is you just stir an egg into boiling water so if you make your ramen and then throw the egg in there while it's still cooking you can make like ramen egg drop soup so you get a little bit of protein with that ramen it's pretty good nice recently learned different ways that you can add different ingredients to ramen to make different dishes. Like a friend of mine had, uh, I think she had uh, beef or uh, uh, pork ramen. She had, she added salami, she added hot sauce and she added, I think uh, shredded cheese, uh, Parmesan cheese. Sorry. Oh yeah. Parmesan. I put that there a lot. It yeah. kicks up and it kind of like curdles in there. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Like this is a dish that she's like, everyone loves this dish for like just a lot of people that have tried it. And uh, I need to try that dish still. <laughs> that, that's one of the things, a quote I saw about food when people were talking about like losing weight with it is that 
it's it was good last time it'll be good the next time it always tastes good of course it's going to taste good it's just salt and what fat it's made to be is just something that tastes good right that's and why just, it's got the preservative it's got the nutrients and all the stuff that like hits your taste buds so you're like oh that's nice you just got to check why you're eating you're not yeah. eating for, for the taste you're not eating to to have that oral experience per se you're eating because you need sustenance to make it through the next day and at the heart of it yes and if you're someone like a connoisseur or someone like a food blogger or someone that you have other intentions behind that right and i'll say this i've had a mcgriddle two different days this week because i was on the road in the morning and i was like freaking i can get a mcgriddle i love that sandwich man so like good they're, it's so, so unhealthy good. for you, but my God, find me another restaurant that'll give you pancakes as buns. Mm-hmm. Right. It's It's got everything you want all in one little package. But you know what? Both days I went home and took a nap. Yep. <laughs> they're, oh, yeah. They're, they're, if you're not on your way to go do something right away, it's going to hit you that you're just like, oh, I got McGriddled. Well, and I, I worked <laughs> the rest of the day, but even at, like I had that probably around... <laughs> 10 11 o'clock oh well. and i'd get out at three and i just felt exhausted you just got done working right it, but it's you had the carbs you worked them off and now your body's like bro i need more carbs it's a different kinds of carbs though like that's right. what i'm learning is it's not all about the carbs it's calories calories are your energy carbs are your stored energy and it's like you only need so much of those and right. if you store them it gets stored right. in fats and that just kind of bogs you down and it turns a lot of its glucose. So it's a, it's a sugar high, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're converting it to sugar. You're using up that energy and then you're crashing where, so if you're not using, that's where I've been looking at going a more low away from carbs again and going into more higher protein and like fruits, just cause if it's a, it's a natural sugar, it will burn different, but same thing. I love sugar. I love peanut butter. Like it's on okay. so many things. So like, uh, let me try that again. Sugar is in so many of our different foods that it's kind of hard to find some food that doesn't have sugar in it. That's not just like straight from the ground. Right. That's the only way that you guarantee that there's no sugar in that. You have to make it yourself. Yeah. Even McDonald's, that's one of their secrets to their burgers is they put sugar in their burgers. I feel, when they they to put, I feel like they put, used to put cocaine way back in the day. Still <laughs> I could see a that. piece of it, something like there's, there's just, what is that explanation that it's like, well, it, before COVID, it could be like 3 a.m. And you're just like, you know what? I just need a, I just, I really need like a burger right now. And you could go to McDonald's and you could get it. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's another point to it though. It's convenience. It's if I want to go cook myself a burger, I got to go. Grab that's also me. true. I got to heat up the pan. I've got to wash that pan. I got to get out the dishes to make it. I got to build that sandwich. I got to do all this other stuff for this healthy burger, but I can go pay this dude like two, $3 and he'll give me this warm, ready to go burger. Exactly. And, I'm going to eat it. And then I'm going to go on with my day. All right. You're, you're paying for that convenience but at what cost it's not mm-hmm. just the financial cost it's the there's more being traded off than that yeah the more you, being offered. And, and think back in like the 60s and 70s prior to internet and stuff pe- like people would go hang out at like the burger spots the 
hangouts of the town that were like the drive-ins that you could like drive your car in and get like this like stupid unhealthy food but everyone was congregating in the area right I mean, it's probably a little healthier too, then, because it wasn't big chains yet I and would, stuff I too. Could, I would believe that it would have been a little bit healthier, but I mean, we weren't alive, so we can't say. Right. The burgers that we grew up with were the burgers that they were slinging that they've been slinging since the two thousands. That's where it's, it's like a drug, though, too, because it, that, like you said, it's 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 the experience that draws you into it. You know, it's, it's, oh, we used to do that. Every time I think of that fast food place, I think of us getting together, you know, or like my grandparents used to take me to get happy meals. Like you have this like association with it. And it's the same thing with like drinking, you know, back in the day when you're drinking, it was partying. You guys were having a great time, all this stuff like that. Same thing with smoking. It's, it ties it back in. So you go seek out that enjoyment, but that enjoyment didn't come from the substance that you were doing. It came from the experiences from the yeah. people that were around you during mm-hmm. the ex- during the substance it's like that commercial that they had where they show that they show the little girl that she's like a tot like she's uh, just above a toddler when she starts getting like just like a four-piece mcnugget and it slowly just go- goes up there and like just just uh one cheeseburger one she like just like the same order <laughs> one of these times like she's like an adult she's like i just need like 10 shake chicken things like she was like <laughs> blitzed and then she goes there after like her wedding and she's just like i need all this food and then like she goes there with her family and the family's like she's like, like she orders all the food the family's like no pickles because it runs in the family like it was a good it was a good good commercial made me laugh how do you how do you lock that mindset in because I feel those lessons like I'm reading meditations by Marcus Aurelius and I'm only a couple of chapters in, but a lot of the stuff, it resonates. It makes sense. It feels like it's stuff that I've explored myself and I get it. It makes sense. I'm like, yes, that would be great. I want to live my life like that. But to think it and to lock it into your brain and actually do it are two different things. You know what I mean? It, it can sound great and it can sound appealing. It can sound like what you want. Like I know I want to work out and eat healthier, but it's so easy to, to fall back and to stray like to that, that the rebellious part of your mind that just wants to have fun and just wants the good side of it. You're, stre- you're stressing out, man. You got to kick back. You just got to relax. That's what it is. I deserve this. I've had a busy day. I don't have time to cook myself food. I want something warm mm-hmm. now. You made some money. Go buy yourself that. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. if I really want to treat myself, I'd make myself a nice dinner. Yup. You know, that's what I'm slowly learning in my 30s. I don't know why my 20s, I just ate fast food a lot. Because we could. Because mm-hmm. I could. Yeah. We were still invincible. You know, your, your 20s yeah, when you, when you learn that you're, your 20s when you learn that you're not invincible. Your late 20s when you learn that you're not invincible. Yeah, your late yeah. 20s when you realize like, oh God, I am dying. Right. There's consequences to the things that I do. There's consequences to my habits. Yep. There's something that's happening with all that stuff that I'm bottling up. There's everything's, there's cause and effect. What do you mean there's cause and effect? No one's ever told me that. I thought mm-hmm. if I just ignored it, it'd go away. Right. I thought my body was a temple. <laughs> and that's what's just uh, so eye-opening about reading that and reading the stuff by like Marcus Aurelius is that 
they're, they're dealing with the same things, same animalistic tendencies that our intellectual mind is trying to overcompensate for nearly so 2000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Cause at the end of the day, there's always going to be something that distracts the human mind. It's, it's the primal urges. It's, it's, I want to eat and I want to have sex and I want to sleep. And you know, it's, it's all these, the necessities how much are necessity you know what i mean like their necessities based on based on what i saw something in my journal that said that today it's look at some of the things that you say and pay attention how many of those start with the words i want versus i need i mean you said it earlier we're creatures of convenience and we're gonna go after it because well, why not? We can. It's yeah. there. We're filled in a world of just, I want that. I can yeah. go to the store and I can get that. I want that. But it just depends on the reason that you have behind it. If it, if it's strong enough to justify a need. Well, and back when we were hunter and gathers, when you saw food, you had to eat because you might not eat for another day. Stuff could go on and you guys you might didn't not know where your next or... meal was coming from. Right. So it's still locked in our brains that, Oh, I need to sustain myself with those. I'm going to starve to death. It's like my cabinet's full of food. I don't, I could not eat. I'd be fine. I'll find food. Like it'll, it'll happen, you know? So it's, it's changing that mindset around in this world of, of convenience mm-hmm. that we're kind of dropped into, you know, the civilization is progressing faster and faster around us, but it doesn't mean we're evolving at the same rate. Right. We're all evolving but at very different rates. Right. Just depends on how accepting you are of that evolution. Or you could be the alpha at the end of all evolution, and I can't evolve anymore because I'm the almighty. Yeah, there's a... It just um, keeps going. There's a quote that I was reading in the meditations where he kind of talks about that, about dealing with the same stuff. It says, uh, remember two things that everything has always been the same and reaps keeps reoccurring. And it makes no difference whether you see the same things reoccur in a hundred years or 200 years or an infinite period. The second thing is that the longest lived and those who will die soonest lose the same thing. The present is all they can give up since that is all you have and what you do not have, you cannot lose. You know, take, take charge of what you have in the moment. And it's powerful stuff, right? That's it's all stoicism, you know, it's live now. You can't change what happened. You can prepare as best as you can for the future, but don't make that your now. Exactly. Live now. Right. You want you don't want this one thing to happen. Well, guess what? This one thing has been happening for hundreds of years. So when it happens, don't be upset. Just be prepared and be ready to handle. Right. It's it, don't put it off too. It's, it's, I, I cheat on my diet because I'm like, well, I'll, I'll have this, but then I'll eat healthy for dinner. So I'm checking out of the present and making a bad decision in the present so that I can make a good decision later, but it's not always guaranteed that I'm actually going to make that good decision later. I only have control over this moment. Later me will probably make the same excuse and I'll be eating unhealthy three times a day, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, when you're, when you're doing your planning, you literally have to think, okay, so around noon, I'm going to run into noon crick 
And then around five o'clock, I'm going to run into five o'clock Crick and I have to just manage what five o'clock Crick, cause he's got a lot of power. Noon Crick is still kind of waking up and no one really listens to 8am Crick because 8am <laughs> Crick's just not there. Right. He still wants to be in bed. <laughs> he's in the bed majority of the time. Right. And that's another one. It's like, you know, I want to change around my sleep because I want to get up earlier, but at the same time, I'm just exhausted if I don't get sleep. So it's, wake up earlier but then you have life going on so it's you, you gotta kind of work work with what you got and make it work but at the same time it's so mind over matter is is hard to practice sometimes the body is ridiculously adaptable if you want something bad enough if you can will it bad enough i was right. going to say when you've got strong enough drive the body is capable of doing many different things mm -hmm. and i think that's part of the issue and that's something i'm i'm working on and tried to work on a little bit last night is I've always lived off the cuff. I'm always living off like gut instinct and, Oh, I'll kind of do this next. And I I'll just figure stuff out as it goes. And I've never really sat down and made a plan of the things that I want and things that I want to achieve and how I'm going to get there and strategized my life, which is, you know, something I've done for all the businesses that I've worked for. When I was a manager, I'd strategize and come up with plans and was super strategical, was never about way about my own life, about the thing that I deal with 24 hours a day. I've never fully strategized. Sometimes I'll plan out a day or I'll, I'll plan out this, but I haven't planned out what I'm going to be doing for the next six months to a year. Cause to an extent that's a little bit scary, you know what I mean? To think that far ahead. It can be at times, but at the same time, as someone that does sit down and plan that stuff out for the future, the reason that you do it is just so that you have a goal in mind. You have something to look forward to. What was that old quote? A goal without a plan is just a dream. Yeah. yeah. Which I have general, I guess that is true. I do have generalized goals of things that I kind of want, but I've never really sat down and written them down i just like well if i kind of think about it once in a while then i'll make actions towards it but i've never set the plan in place to make it happen things aren't going to go according to preparations right but you can so you, still have a pencil outline right and that's where you have to in your plan you have to be accepting that it's it's going to change you're going to have to adjust your plan you're going to have to re-strategize you're going to have to re-go back to the drawing boards and re-figure stuff out new things are going to come up new influences are going to come up new opportunities are going to come up and i think that's where same thing i do with a lot of things is i'll try both ends of the spectrum where i used to really try to strategize and then i was like oh i keep getting slapped in the face every time i try to strategize so it's like okay well i'll just do whatever comes naturally and live on that and so now it's finding a middle ground where plan it out but go with my gut in the moment when things mm -hmm. don't go as planned it's like a maze the quickest way from point a to point b is just draw a straight line but you've got all the walls and the dead ends that if you can't see the whole maze from the top view you're going to make those turns and you're going to run into the dead end you just go back a little bit and then try a different way right it's how you approach those obstacles. You just got to be strategical. You got to know how to place a mark of, okay, I, this takes me back to here. So then this is the fork and I'm going to go this way. Okay, that right. didn't work. I'm going to come back. I'm going to go this way. 
I think a big part of that too is not paying so much attention to other people's plans and paths when you're making your own, because that's a dangerous thing to get caught up in. Well, well, they have this and how they did it is this way. So the only way that I can be successful is to follow that same kind of it worked for them formula. So it's the right way. Right. So if I don't already have what they have, then yeah, I'm screwed. It's just not going to work out for me. You look at it as they've already set that path and you just have to mimic what they do. But you could be someone that you're not someone that wants to mimic someone. You want to set your own path. You've got the goal in mind. You just have your own path. You have a different path of how you get there. Mm -hmm. And you you may not have the same path available to you that they had, but that doesn't mean your path doesn't work. Right. And a little bit of it's luck. So you can mimic their path and fall flat on your face because you, you may not have, the, you may not have the same abilities in the same ways that they do. It doesn't mean that you can't achieve the same that they did or more than they did. You just might do it in a complete different way. That's your own mm-hmm. and trying to force yourself to live inside their box. Doesn't let you explore it in your own world. And that's what they talk about a lot in that book too. It's just, you know, you can't get distracted with what other people are doing and what other people say is right and wrong. And what other people you get so caught up in the whatever everybody else dictate your life and what they think of your actions. It's you make your actions based on decisions and live with reason and have reasoning behind the things that you do. Therefore, when someone does call you out on it, you can have reason for what you did. Mm-hmm. And then that probably goes the same for relearning too, is you have to keep relearning it until you learn it in a way that finally clicks with you. Like, Oh, why would I do it any other way? like exercise or something like that. Like one way that just instantly clicks it to you. Right. One of my friends in Colorado said that they asked me that, or they told me that once they said, life will keep throwing you the same lesson. And if you ignore it and don't learn it, it's just going to throw it at you again and throw it at you again and throw it at you again until you learn the lesson. (laughs) It's not going to stop. You got to learn that lesson in some way, shape or form. And that I, I mean, not to go too deep on this, but that kind of ties into my like overall beliefs is that every life you live is just your spirit learning is honing itself more. So you go back in with your past lives and the things that you've learned and you're going into this new life to hone on a different area that you didn't focus on before. It's like, okay, well, you get the concept of all this. So now let's try to learn this piece, you know? Make you a well-rounded individual, well-rounded right. soul in all, all facets of life. Right. Do you feel like some of your dreams are some of the previous memories of your previous spirit? I, I feel like that. I feel like I wonder if you're trying to seek out that same path. Like that's where people can find things that they're just naturally good at. They naturally resonate with because maybe they've always resonated. Maybe it's something that they're just naturally drawn to throughout the ages. They've always done that to some extent in their other lives. And so when you find that you can do other things because you're smart and you can adapt, but when you find that thing that you've always done, you've been doing this for centuries. So you're just, it's natural. You may have to get, get back into it and kind of get the feel like when you haven't played something or written something or done something in a while, but once you get back into it, you're like, this just feels natural. This just feels I know what I'm doing here. Think about the spirit of the first professional bowler (laughs) and then the next spirit. And they just continue to be professional bowlers. And after eventually we're probably thinking we're we're probably like five, seven different spirit lives. And then eventually the person's like, I want to learn violin. 
<laughs> and then all the ancestors are like, what the f*** just happened? <laughs> Go bowling, damn it. <laughs> we all went bowling. Like, we thought that they would always hone that they loved bowling. Yeah, maybe they get, like, reincarnated in a country that doesn't have bowling. So yeah, they just can't bowl. Something. So they have to like try and find out new something new. There's there's factors. Bowling is outlawed. <laughs> right. There's underground bowling alleys. Literal <laughs> underground bowling alleys. Like you gotta know the someone. Comes of France become bowling alleys. <laughs> it's literally just like that scene in Kingpin. <laughs> Maybe that's where like the depression comes from too, because like you know you're not. You just don't feel like you're resonating. Like, I don't know if you guys feel like this. Like, there's times in my life where I feel like I'm resonating with what I'm supposed to be doing. And then it, sometimes it feels like I'm supposed to be on this road and I'm like three streets over. Right. Like, and I don't I have, want anything to do with this. I know like, you're looking feeling. down at that road from over the fence. Yeah. And you're like, you this, don't know what's nothing going feels on, right. But, nothing but feels but it, in You're line. almost hearing signals from that other road. And you're just like, there's a path that could take me from here to that other road if I want to take it. But you're on this road and you got to finish what you started on this road before you can go over to that road. Right. That Well, that, that's the thing. That's, that's the distraction that mm -hmm. life is always going to pose with you. It's like you can stay on this current path that's tried and true that you've established, or there's a crazy bridge that leaps you from where you are over to that other road. And this is what you have to do to unlock that bridge. Right. It's your life. You, you can, people may be mad at you, but at any point you can change up everything that you're doing in your mm -hmm. life. You can change where you live. You can dip out away from all the people that you know, you can just go switch your whole situation. It's, it's going to be rough. It's going to be painful. There's going to be consequences, but sometimes it could pay off. Sometimes it couldn't. You just got to, is the risk worth the reward? Is that something that you mm -hmm. feel that you need to do? And are, do you have the courage to do it? Because it's hard to do something that other people may not approve of, that may other people may not understand that. But at the end of the day, if, if you're not happy, live your life to be happy, live your life to find fulfillment, live your life to, you should enjoy every moment of every day. And some of that is, some of that is doing what, you want to be doing and some of that's finding appreciation for the small things in life and the little things and not trying to seek like nature on its simple self is beautiful every like element of nature is beautiful yes. but you can take it for granted when you're playing video games that are about Certainly the future <laughs> you know it's, it's take a second step back what's your reason for making a change remember that you don't need to sell it to anybody else. You just need to sell it to yourself. And if it's strong enough with you, make a plan around it and act. Right. You know, but if you're doing it for the right reasons, you're doing it for the right reasons. See it the way you do. It's hard to do. It seems like it'd be so easy. Like, what do I want to do? What do I enjoy doing? What do I, I literally went to bed last night and all I did the whole time was, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I asked myself that like over a hundred times and I don't have an answer time to ask yourself, that. <laughs> but no, I went to sleep. Like that's how I've been going to sleep is instead of overthinking yourself. Yeah. Instead of like pursue, instead of running from those thoughts that I have when I'm about trying to go to bed, I'm like, bring them on, just send them at me because I'm going to sit here and I'm going to do, cause it's not going to let me sleep one way or another. So 
why not try to use that productively and say, okay, then this is what we're going to try to deal with tonight. And usually I just pass out from it. Cause it's just, I think about it so much. My mind just goes, oh, okay, go to sleep. <laughs> What's the alternative? You pack that you literally up just, you literally desk, just right? tune out your right. mind to all the thoughts that are incoming. You're just like, ah, these thoughts. Yeah. Sometimes though you say those thoughts and they still come back. There's so many mm-hmm. times where I've tried to sleep where I'm like, okay, just, you can't do anything about it right now. You got to go to sleep. You got to get up in like five hours now, go to bed. And your mind's like, oh I've yeah, but what about this? What about I that? have what had about those nights. And especially when you got stuff running on the mind that you're just mm-hmm. like, dude, you got to do this, dude, you got to do this, dude, this needs to get done. And I'm just like, dude, it's 3am. You can't mm-hmm. play guitar right now. Right. You're, and you're only shooting yourself in the foot for tomorrow because it's you're not going to get any of those things done if you're tired all day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Go to sleep. <laughs> Go and to I've sleep. Done, and I've done that. I've I've worked both jobs on two hours of sleep, and I'll never do it again. Mm-hmm. That was Sleep's not important. Fun. It's something we take for granted when we're young, and I feel like it was easier to because we could you know get no hours of sleep and just keep going and then go party the next night. Now it's like, I need my, I, feel like I used to be able to pull all nighters all the time back when I was in college, not all the time, maybe like a handful, but I could have, if I wanted to, I just didn't pull a lot of them. I pulled more of them when I was studying architecture, but when I switched my major, I wasn't pulling as many all nighters. I didn't need to, I was able to get my homework done with adequate time and able to like not be as stressed in such a competitive industry. I feel like I've done more all-nighters this year trying to restart the Uberman than I have in the last decade. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to play with the Uberman, that's going to happen. Right. That's what it entails. I mean, that's, 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 like you said, we can adapt and that's, you know, the path that you want. Is it worth it? Is that path worth it? Right. You know, and that's something you have to decide for yourself because me thinking about, you've asked me if I want to do it. And there's part of me that's like, I'd love, to get that extra hours in my day. But there's another part of me that goes, when you don't sleep, your day sucks. Like you make it through it, but you're just making it through. You're making it through it. Exactly. Every day is just a survival. It's not, you're not well rested and on top of your game and you're not as in tuned as you want to be. You literally feel like Adam Sandler in click and you're just fast forwarding through everything. Yeah, I felt like I was good sleep wise, like mentally after a while I was good, but it was, what was I doing with that time? You know, I was not being productive. I was able to watch more shows, binge watch more shows. And <laughs> that will allow you that ability on my butt more. until event. I mean, you're going to watch so much and eventually it's going to put, it's going to make you tired, but then you got a 20 hour nap or a 20 minute nap coming up. So yep. suppose so. that would work out. Yeah, making the, little there's all, there's always going to be new stuff to watch. There is. There is. That's why I deleted a bunch of stuff too, though. Like a bunch of the streaming apps. I just took the temptation away because again, convenience, it's there. Right. I'm bored. Let me just go on here real quick and see what's on there. I'm not going to watch anything. Oh, I'll watch five minutes of this, see what it's about, and then maybe finish it later. Maybe. Oh, right. One more episode. I've only watched three so far. It's about to get good now. And, right. You know, it's... See, 
I, I like my little routine that I have that at, at least for the most part consists of just watching a little bit of smoking a little bit of weeds and then watching a little bit of anime or watching a little bit of TV before I go to bed. And I mean, I lay my head on my pillow and I'm just gone. See, it's, that's nice that you have that routine down that sets it. And that's where mine's more as I get home, I've worked, I take care of all the stuff that I have to do. And then bedtime's approaching, but I'm like, okay, now is me time. <laughs> now is time where I can finally do something of just enjoyment. Yeah. And that's where I keep milking it. And then I'm like, oh, it's 2 a.m. And I got to be up at right. 8 a.m. So time time to try to go to bed, which getting on a regiment, I mean, that helps. That's where oh. it's, it was nice when I was working 8 a.m. every single day because I was able to get on that. But as soon as I had to work yeah, when you have 8 a.m. Fluctuating then, schedule. And then I have to stay up till 1 a.m. some days. And yeah. Throws it all off. Throws my whole skating rhythm just off. And that's where the next job I find, I really want to find something where I can have a consistent schedule. No matter what it is, something consistent that I can try to work for the rest of my stuff around. It does make it a lot easier. And I mean, me, my full-time job is literally Monday through Friday, eight to five, nothing more, nothing less. And then my weekend schedule is set. So I literally have consistency in every single day, pretty much. Makes it a lot easier to model my day around like what errands and what other activities that I want to do with that day. Right. I wonder if that's why like the world falls off of the lessons, like the same global lessons that we should be learning is because there's not consistency. And I mean, there's always war. There's always like uprisings. There's a, no like civilization has lasted that long to where like, there's something always throws a wrench in it. I feel like people blame that there's not consistency and yes, the consistency may be, vague but if you've taken enough time to prepare yourself properly then you shouldn't be shook as easily in my opinion in what way shaken in the in the fact of it just completely just it it takes a chunk out of your foundation it throws off your balance and you have to blame other things that are happening rather than, well, you didn't take the time to properly do the research to be prepared for this thing that if you would have seen the writing in the wall like three months ago. But I mean, how do you prepare yourself when you're building a community and organizing and having like a fluid society and then all of a sudden you get invaded by barbarians? You know, how do you prepare for something to that extent? Well, to... I would hope that a thriving society would have something to the degree of a safety measure. Like, Hey, we can, this could be invaded by another entity. So we need to have our defenses in place. And I, and I, I guess that's probably why so many people, they just have their defenses in place out in society. And that's why you have that rigidity between people because that's just their defenses that are reacting to each other. But I feel like that's the danger too, because if you're putting too much energy into your defenses and into like sheltering yourself off from people, then you're not 
exp expressing yourself to the world. So you are more living a structured life, but you're not living as much of a, your life doesn't have as much exposure. You don't get as much new things to it, where I guess that's a, a good and a bad because it's, you get to live in that kind of structure and that set of, that setup that you've set for it. But you don't get the the surprises that that can bring, the good and bad surprises that that can right. bring. Well, you don't know what kind of surprises can come from that routine either. That's right. the whole reason. I mean, a surprise can happen at any time. It's, it's kind of like borders. Like we, we put up borders and walls between all these countries because we don't want these other people in, you know, but. But yet the people always find ways in. And there's good and bad that comes with that. You know what I mean? There's, there's so much good that comes from the people sharing cultures and uh, working different jobs and all those different aspects. And, but you shelter them off because of these few bad people. And then you shelter yourself off from all the good people who come along with that too. So it's, you're making a choice to put up that blockade, but it's not a, it's, it doesn't have, it doesn't have choice. Blockade it works both ways. Right. And that's where it goes back to that moderation where it's structure it, but allow for the aspect of variety. Variable. Yeah. That's why I use the phrase pencil outline. A pencil can be erased and revised. And that's what I feel like we need for society. We, we hold on to democracy and this democracy that we wrote like almost 200 years ago or even more because they just copied it off on other cultures. And it's, oh, well, this is what we said. So this is perfect. No, they just keep having new amendments. Yeah. And, but they're afraid to change old ones and reset, reset stuff. But it's like we said, technology is advancing, society is advancing. And so we have to advance the rules along with it and understand that those the are only made. thing constant is change. And you have to adapt or die. And that's the same thing with a business. It's a business that tries to live in the same rules that it's always lived in and not adapt with the culture around it is going to fall apart. Same thing why there's been no. I don't know if we're the longest running now. I don't think we're the longest running yet, but like all great civilizations come to an end, like all great, all the highest powers. A lot of people have been talking about that, that the high that we're at, which a lot of people argued that COVID was essentially what kind of started that wheel of turning us to the next thing. But the next thing after the high is the low. Yeah. So we just keep, we keep hitting like a different spectrum, but we don't circle all the way back to a low where it's just total anarchy. That's where I feel like it's almost a false high though, too, because it's the same thing that I've learned with a lot of towns, like nice towns. They seem great. They're like, Oh yeah, we got all this money and every, we have all these art projects and all this stuff, but all their bad stuff, they just sweep under the rug and they don't tell you about, they just broadcast all the negative stuff. Just and, like in hot fuzz. Yeah. And America's like that, you know, we have a huge obesity problem. We have huge depression problems. We have all this stuff because people are, we have nothing to do. We have nothing to live our lives for. We're just distracting ourselves until we die because it's become easier yep. and easier and easier for us. And so we think it's great because we have more free time and we don't have to work ourselves so hard but for what, for what fulfillment, for what reason, you know, so many people now are seeking reason and it's hard to find because we've been kind of coddled in different ways. A little bit. 
and we still have crime. We still have drug addicts. We still have addiction yeah. and overdoses and murder and all these huge issues, school shootings. Like that's a America thing. That's mm-hmm. not a, yeah. not a huge problem all across the world. That's yeah. Biggest in, problems in, in, America. in other countries, kids are not shoot bringing guns to other schools one because they don't have access to them and two because they have better defenses in place it's just wild how much more opportunity people have in america than other countries and, not the and type that of they opportunity can sit you and say that other countries have all these problems that right. they need to just solve all these problems it's like you it's don't how can you yeah easy for you to say like looking out like they're the ones that are going through it it's it's kind of like we talked about as a human where it's like that person who has got to put other people down so no one knows how bad they look mm-hmm. you know that's how america well they're struggling they're they're they have all these issues and it's like let's go help them let's go focus on them and it's like yo have you looked in the mirror lately (laughs) you know what i mean like kind of similar to like what the country was like prior to the civil war and then the civil war broke out now and the rest of the world was just like they're doing a brother sister thing like we're gonna let them figure their shit out you look at like skid row you know what i mean that's a third world country pretty much inside of america that's people living on the street camps tent cities no running water you know what i mean no access to farmland or food and things like that and living in these very harsh conditions inside of our country like that's happening and there's smaller versions of it all throughout the country every most big cities have some issue with homelessness and poverty homeless is a homelessness is a huge issue in america right and people just like oh well that's their fault they made some bad decisions and it's like no society let them down in one way or another you know we in one way or another and that's why i say that we should just find ways of employing the homeless right well i mean some some can't be employed in the way that we see now because a lot of problem with homelessness too is mental disabilities there's tons right. of people who get literally there's certain uh f- facilities that they can't deal with somebody so just throw them on a bus and send them to another town and let them out and just let them go wander. It's like, you're too much of too much for us. No one's paying for you because your family's all abandoned you. So we're going to do the same. And now your society's problem. And so it's not like they can just go find a job because there's something, they have something off and they're just, they're stuck. They don't know. This is all they know. You know, the same thing with addicts. It's, not everybody wants to be addicted. Not everybody wants to live that drug style. They just keep going back to, to they don't know anything different. It's, it, it's all they know to bring them the euphoria that they want. Right. Some and they've been form of comfort and peace. That they've been driven to for some reason. F- from the society that we keep, we're not making people feel fulfilled and we're casting them out. And it's, I don't know, we got to focus on everything as a whole and you do hear some stories of some successful homeless people that they just go through this period and then eventually something turns up in their favor and they're able to bring themselves out of that hole and able to continue bringing other people out of that hole. Right. It's the struggles that make you, um, it, Reminds me, they did like a song about it back in the day. And I remember this from like middle school or high school, but it's like underwear going underwear, go inside the pants. 
and it was this guy it's this comedian he's talking about how this um i hope he wears underwear outside his pants when he sings this <laughs> he doesn't even sing it it was literally his stand-up that someone turned into a song oh, and, I, wow. and i never even heard it in the original version i only heard it in the song version but pretty much telling is this like guy is yelling at this homeless guy like why don't you get a job you bum and he's like i looked at the guy and he he had his underwear on outside his pants and i was like that's probably one of the first qualifications at mcdonald's is that you know you wear your underwear on, on the inside of the pants i don't think you're gonna win too many interviews going dressed up like that and he's like you you're not you're not telling him anything that is beneficial to him you know you're you're just frustrated and you're yelling it's like that like that scene in pursuit of happiness what would you say it, what 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 would you say if I were to hire someone that came to an interview that wasn't wearing a shirt? And he says, guy must've had some pretty spectacular pants. And the guy just busts <laughs> out laughing. And that's what, but that's how he got hired. Cause he literally did show up to the interview just in scrubs and like a tattered shirt. So the guy went extreme, more extreme and was like, what if someone showed up without a shirt and I hired them? What would you say? But yeah, it's, it's a funny part. It's a funny part of the movie, but it, it, it speaks the volume that if you have the confidence that you can present yourself the proper way, Right. But that confidence is a hard thing to have when, when you don't feel you're on the same level, you know, and that's where it's, I think that's where you said some people can make themselves way out of that because they can find the inner confidence. They know their true potential mm -hmm. and they start, stop looking outward at other people to value it. But if you smell, you know, you smell, you know, you oh, yeah. know, you smell, you know, there's stains on every pair of clothes that you have and no you're like no one's gonna hire me why would someone hire me it's 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 a mental game then then it becomes that well how this is just who i am how am i going to overcome this see the nice thing is that a lot of the cities have different programs that can help the homeless in terms of rescue missions and other vicinities like low-income household no income household households and stuff that you can they can at least get you level and then you continue it that you apply for these different like apply for like a work from home position that they supply you with all the work or they supply you with you with all the equipment you just have to supply your internet and then you can go reason with like an internet company because like you've got like this grant or whatnot that you have like that's supporting like what you're doing so there's a lot of different programs in place that people can take advantage of just not a lot of people are taking advantage of it i don't think i said not a lot of people are taking advantage of it it's a lot of those systems are overrun you know they even show that in pursuit of happiness where there's only so many rooms in that shelter there you have to get there by a certain time that it, is also true there's only so much of that you know low-income housing there's only so many of those jobs that they can put out there and that's not everybody who's homeless. That's not going to be able to take care of everybody. So it's, you're putting a bandaid somewhat on a bigger problem. So it's, you got to try to find a way to get less people to go on the streets. You got to stop it from the start and figure out what we're doing in a society that's driving people towards this, you know, yeah, you got to have e either more or bigger programs and that's, programs that can allow more of a capacity. And when you've had beggars and stuff like that since since the middle ages and since back oh, yeah. in the old times, you know, there it's, it was the different class of citizens, the peasants, you know, and it's, 
that's how they made their money is either by they had to literally to eat food to survive. They either had to steal or go work in the sewers and collect stuff. And just the lowest of low jobs just to get by. Mm -hmm. And then they get downgraded. Like, well, how dare you steal? We're going to throw you in prison. It's I, I had to feed my family. I have a whole family of food people. No one will hire me because I don't have the qualifications or I don't have the right bloodline or name or whatever that it is. And my family is starving to death. So it's either me suck it up and just say, oh, well, I guess I'm not like them. I'm going to let my family die. Or it's, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure my family eats tonight. You know? That's always a golden question. What would you do? Right. It's all easy to judge other people. It's so easy. But you don't know their situation. And it's the same way you shouldn't use them as a parameter for your life because you don't know their situation. You don't know you know, from their posts and from this and that, how happy their life is. It's just a mass that they're sharing with you. It doesn't mean that their life is diamonds. You know, life's crazy for everybody. Look at that with, you know. Even from, from what I've witnessed, there's no such thing as a life that's full of diamonds because even a life that may metaphorically be, be, may be full of diamonds has so much coal that's mixed in that it's not pure diamonds and they lose their luster too for those people too. Right. Right. You do because you see some of that call that you're just like, ah, you're not Superman. But it's, it's like, if you're broken and you're on the low end or if you're broke and you don't have a lot of stuff, but you have good friends, someone who loves you, people that care about you, you know, they legitimately care about you. You know, they're legitimately there for you because they enjoy you. But the more that you have, that's always probably a nagging question for you too, is how many of these people are here because they want something from me? Yeah. How many, why, what is the reasoning for being here with me? Would they be here if I don't have the money behind it or if I don't have these nice things or if they can't, you know, take advantage of my situation? Those are those anxiety questions that you just question your whole being. Right. Going back to the homeless person too, and you saying you can't judge one big thing. I don't know if we've talked about it or if I saw it in a video or read it or what, but it's how many different decisions were you away from being in that same position in your life? Yes. That's honestly why I give the homeless change when I pass by them, because I kind of am, I believe in that phrase that literally I could make two, three wrong consecutive decisions and I would be right there. I, I hope to God and knock on wood, I don't ever want to be a beggar. That's why I've done so much to never have to be, hopefully. All right. It takes one one thing that's possibly even out of your control, like a lawsuit or something like that yeah. that takes everything away from you and Boom. Rip the you, rug out. You've prepared for years and now you have nothing. Now you're starting back from scratch again. And it's depressing because you had all this stuff and it wasn't already that great, but then it's all taken away from you. So then you turn to drugs, which only makes it worse. And then it becomes this, you know, this spiral. But that knowledge does not go away. True. So even True, if something, it, even if some <laughs> something pulls the rug out from under you, there's always going to be a way for you to get back on your feet. Right. 
Right. You got to just trust in your abilities that of your, your quality of work and who you are. It's, you know, that's something that helping that moving out of Colorado helped me with is because I don't have the highest confidence, but I was able to go out there and make a living for myself away from everything, you know, and, and set myself up because of past decisions that I'd made. And I did it again over here, but it's, it's not that it's not that that's something I want to keep doing, but it's good to know that. So you're just going to, you're just going to find different States and you're just going to go, okay, I'm going to be here for six months. I'm going to be here for six months. I'm going to be here for six months. Part of me but you're going to have to consolidate <laughs> a lot of your stuff to do that. Right. Which is, is a good lesson on its own. It's like, how much do I need a lot of this stuff? That's what I've really learned from moving like that is I'm just carrying around baggage. I'm just carrying around stuff that I'm just going to put in another room and not look at for six months. And then I'm going to drag it with me again. It's like a turtle carrying a shell around. It's do I really need all that? What do I really need to be happy? What do I need to do the things that I want to do and pursue? And how much is just a distraction and weighing me down from making more moves and traveling more and exploring more? How much is stuff? I think it's the same kind of thing with mental baggage where it's, you compile all these nuggets that people have told you over the years, you know, all these little quotes that people have said about what it is to be successful or their keys on life. And it's all this stuff that you stack on and you kind of structure your life around, but you've never put them that much into question. You've never tested them. Someone just said it with so much passion and so much like confidence that it engaged you. Mm -hmm. And some you have to go through some of that stuff and be like, do I really believe that? Or is it just something I'm still holding on to? Or how many of those do you take for granted? Like we heard growing up, you know, yeah. one of these, oh, da, 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 da. Yeah, whatever, dad. Right. It's like, oh, son of a bitch. Makes sense. <laughs> I should have listened. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's where you just got to check it. Um, you know, it's like I said, from the, your stand is your brand. Did I say it right at the time? Yeah. Um, is that what do I believe? Why do I believe it? What am I going to do about it? And call that into check with everything that you run into that. Like, why do I believe that? Oh, it's because someone, someone told me to it. Is there any evidence to have to back it up that that's a true statement? Okay. It's not. What am I going to do? Because I've structured a good portion of my life around this concept. What do I do now? Just keep learning. Got your baseline, restructure it to make it make sense. Right. Find something Don't new to replace close it. it. And you can't break an old habit. You can't just stop an old habit. You have to replace it with a new one. So with those other ones that you expunge, you have to find a new mentality to live by. So you have to check in with, well, what do I really feel about that concept? What does that concept really mean to me? Why does it mean so much to me? Right. And that's, yeah, it's like they've been asking themselves the same question, dealing with the same stuff for so long. Yeah, we still can't figure it out. We still don't, that's not what we're teaching in school is, you know, how to kids to feel I mean, fulfilled and what to pursue and how, you know. To a degree, I don't think we're ever going to figure it out as a society. It's up to you as a person. But do you feel like society could be more 
could give more value to it so more people pursue that i mean you could but society can only be there to allow as an outlet it can't necessarily be the driving factor right but it's a great distraction and it's less that we make it of it as a distraction because you have to be social like that's we're social creatures you have to to some extent we are naturally social people and we naturally socialize with the people that we want to socialize with right but it's what do we focus on? What is what does our culture tell us is important? You know, right now it's how much money can you accumulate, like how pretty you are, how this and that, like what do you fall in line with? And that's you know, with media, a lot of times is it's preaching that certain kind of lesson, just like religion. I feel like media took over what religion did. Religion said, Oh, you have to live by these rules, and if kinda, not, then you're it a kind of did. Or they and go hand in hand. You could be the person the that just tunes it out. I mean, you pay attention so you're aware of what's going on, but who gives a shit? And but that, that goes back to the thing. It's part of me knows that. Part of me says, don't care. Don't care what other people think. Don't just live your life for yourself. Like stop thinking about all that other stuff. But it's easier said than done. It's easier to, like we said about going to sleep. I can tell myself it doesn't matter what I'm thinking about right now. I need to go to bed. But that part of my brain's like like it still doesn't want to shut up. So it's, I think it's like we said, kind of about exercising. It's something that you have to set a goal and then keep on it to change that mentality, to change the way that you think overall. The goal needs to be the primary focus. So that way you can constantly visualize the path and see it changing before you and knowing right. what you need to do next. Did you have those problems sleeping when Kev and I were visiting you? uh no i don't so like i don't have them all the time it's usually when something's coming up like from now it's when, I, you, it's when you got the anxiety racing right like so it used to be like every night i always had trouble sleeping when i was a kid and then um i had trouble sleeping like sometimes when i was growing up or like when i was in my older my 20s and that's where i'd smoke a lot to go to sleep and then eventually I just got sick of it. I was like, no, you need to go to sleep. And it's like, I need to take control of my brain. I need to figure out what to do for it. And cause I used to do things like I do math backwards. I'd count backwards from hundred by threes and that worked for a while. But then guess what? I got really good at counting backwards from hundred by threes and I would, it would take me 20 seconds and then that didn't work anymore. You and just got to start finding new ways. Well, and that's where what's working now is just, like I said, letting the thoughts come stop trying to fight it they're just thoughts they're just words inside your head why are you so scared about what you're gonna think what right. you've got to say right let it come it doesn't mean that you have to act upon it it doesn't mean anything about you it's just thoughts and the more that you're afraid of them and the more that you push them in the way the more prevalent they're going to become so let them come let them come and deal with them at face value and just stand up to the beast, you know? And it's not now, always if only easy. You can have these thoughts when you're not trying to sleep, like have these thoughts like two or so hours after you've woken up and you're trying to figure out what to do with your day. Like, Hey, you remember these thoughts that you couldn't let yourself like not think about last night. Right. That's another reoccurring thing in my journals, meditation. 
yes. keeps coming back from multiple journals is hey meditation helps you sift through the stuff in your head meditation will help you figure out what you need to do next sit and breathe if you control there your is, breathing there you is can why, control what you do there is a reason why a lot of societies do actively meditate that's, and it, it is one form of stress relief that's the only time that like you said i deal with those a lot of I wouldn't say the only time, the majority of the time that I'm dealing with those problems during the day is when I sit down to meditate because the other part of me is trying to distract myself. It's trying to keep busy. It's trying to give me things to do so I don't have to focus on all that stuff. And I can do that when I'm awake. Why it bothers me is when I'm asleep is because I'm not doing anything else. I'm just laying there. So it's like, oh, he's chilled out for a minute. Send him in, you know? So it's like- How's our chance? Mm-hmm. Go, when, go, go. And when you meditate, it's, it's doing the same thing. I'm just going to sit here. I'm doing nothing else to distract myself. I'm doing nothing else to take my attention away. You're here with your thoughts. How's that feel? <laughs> How's that feel? And that's, that's where it's like, it's hard to meditate for five minutes at first, but the more you meditate, the longer you can start to push it. You mm -hmm. can start to do 10 minutes and 15 minutes. And all of a sudden, 15 minutes feels like nothing when five minutes used to feel like an hour. You know, I can see, I can see that. Which I actually did meditate yesterday. I was, before I read the um, meditations, I, I don't know why I did. I wanted to get into, I tried to channel Marcus Aurelius. I was like, all right, I'm going to sit down and read this. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to focus on him. See if I can get some of his like juju to just like consume me as I read this. And I felt like I was more in tune when I read it. Cause at first I was reading and still like, I don't know if you guys do that when you read it's like sometimes i'll read but like my mind is like thinking think about everything else out. yeah and then that, i'll read like a that whole was page. part of the reason why <laughs> yeah. i was believing i couldn't smoke weed before i read because my mind would be racing and i would be trying to read some stuff that i'm trying to like focus on that is just like nah bro you're not focusing on that you're not focusing on this right now like your mind is going to race on these other thoughts and then it's going to be the end of the chapter and you're going to be like what the f did i just read Yep. Like, you go back and read the same paragraph three times like okay this time i'm going to focus on it wait what did it just say uh, yeah, i'm going to read it again literally. Literally. It's, it's that good that it makes you think about so many other things right every word is a cliffhanger <laughs> literally that's where i mean they've always had distractions too if you think about it like past the civilizations they didn't have you know tv shows and electronics like that but they had public executions. They had gladiator stadiums. They had all these other stuff that grand was way things. more extreme. Mm -hmm. we, we've and always there was a seen lot less people. And right. it's easier and, to be distracted. Imagine, imagine the level of testosterone that's flowing <laughs> at like a gladiator ship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like, this person's like fighting for their life. Like, no wonder the guys are going crazy and the girls are just getting wet all the, like, all, uh, it's, it just happens. Right? That's, they literally had to, I forgot, I want to say it was France or something. They had to stop doing public executions because people were getting too rowdy and people kept, like, it was too big an event where they started trying to do them, like, first thing in the morning. But then people would just stay up all night and party and then go to the execution. Oh, drunk and everything. Yeah. And oh, so they're like, God. we have to just stop doing public because people would just lose it. Like that, that was their thing. That was their, that was their distraction. So they because put it all wasn't in. Them. Right. And it was a touch with death. It was a touch with mortality. It was something, it was like 
a this morbid person curiosity. did a crime and they deserve this execution. Right. Again, focus on what this person's doing and how they're so bad and not on my faults, yeah. not on my shortcomings and not on the things that I do wrong. You know, which just crazy, crazy stuff. Luckily, yeah. they don't have very many public executions these days. Right. And I mean, it's the same thing with substances. They've been the cannabis and alcohol has been around since pretty much the dawn of civilization. When we started figuring out to farm and stuff, we were making I alcohol. Like, I feel like it was just one of the natural plants that was in on the planet for as long as vegetation has been on the mm -hmm. planet. And well, eventually some person was like, I wonder if I smoke this. We've been drinking. They were eating like rotten fruits and like, oh, I got a little buzz off that. You know, and that's oh, how yeah. science oh, yeah. started. Mold, oh God, the mold that would like mm -hmm. mess with mm -hmm. their system. The fermented fruit. So they're like, oh, well, if I ferment the fruit on purpose, then I could get this feeling on purpose. And that's the same thing behind like the stoned ape theory where people were finding psychedelics, like psychedelic mushrooms when they were foresting. And they were eating these psychedelic mushrooms and getting this trip from it. So it made them go back to it. And then they recognized that with that and they made the correlation and then they seeked it out. Like there are certain dogs and animals like because they'll get into magic mushrooms once in a while. Like they'll find them naturally on like a cow patty and stuff. And some people who own these animals say that some dogs will do it and they'll hate it. Like they just don't want anything to do with it. And then other ones will seek it out and they'll always go try to find that high. Oh, like wow. They'll always try to go find it that escape they know what they like mm -hmm. they tasted it they're like i want more <laughs> right i like that feeling you know and that's the animalistic side is i want that i it felt good you know and that's the same with like sexual release and with eating food and it's all this it, it feels, feels good, good but what does that mean what does it mean to just seek after the things that give us pleasure what's that next step in your one and zero programming right it's that post-nut clarity. It's like once I've had it, once I've had that cheeseburger, it was good, but now I just feel like shit, you know? <laughs> what if just for whatever reason, every time we would eat, it hurt us to a degree? Like no matter no matter what we eat, but after we're done eating, it just feels, it's like something metaphorically or physically just like sucker punches us in the face. Taco Bell kind of does that to me, and, and I still and, eat it. And we're just like, can't wait for the next one. Thank you, like, sir. May I have another? If you think about it, Taco Bell is synonymous with diarrhea, and yeah. people are still like, I'm going to eat it all day. I, I don't care. Taco Dude, Bell is I diarrhea had, in a different language. I had right. what was supposed to be a really healthy salad last night, and I just had diarrhea all day today. It's because your body's probably not used to it. Yeah, that's if you it. if you normally don't eat salads like that, yeah. you finally had all that different fiber and all that plant stuff. I have been like, I have been I have been trying to eat more greens lately, so I've been trying to get my body into it more. But yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, "This is your body just being like, no, bro. Like, I don't know what any of this is. Right. So <laughs> get the f out of my yeah, body. We do this green stuff. Like, yeah, what do we do greens but that's to grease the skids. Mm hmm." It's probably though, that's probably good though, too, because it's probably clearing out, you know, that's what they say with, um, it's roughage, you know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, you're putting bottom of that through to kind of process out all that other stuff that right. you've eaten. And so it's helping clear you out. As I said, I was like, well, the body's going to figure it out eventually. Cause I'm just going to keep shoving greens down there and eventually it's going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. That's how I was with like kale and stuff. And I used to only be able to eat spinach. 
And then I started getting like the spring mix where it has like arugula and all that other little bit more earthy stuff in it. Arugula is actually pretty good. Yeah. At first that was kind of hard to eat because it was just so earthy and it had like this bitterness to it. And then I just kept eating it because I then knew it was you, good you for like me. like the earthiness. Yeah. And you're and just like, I like this, this taste. Right. Like, it like, it like it. solidifies the dish. Mm-hmm. Couldn't imagine it without it. Right. It just wouldn't be the same. And I'm someone who grew up on iceberg lettuce. You know what I mean? Like, right. So Rome, it's like Rome, romaine no lettuce is just so much better. Romaine's pretty good. I like the variety of the of the of the spring mixes where it just gives you a little bit of a little bit of everything. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, like someone, especially in a restaurant, when you're just you're you're using iceberg lettuce because it's just chopped up and stuff i mean i like the restaurant that we work at because we use like whole heads of lettuce that i just chop up but it's not like shredded like you get at like a commercial place when they say if it's iceberg too there's like no nutrients in it right when i had a lizard i wasn't allowed to feed him iceberg lettuce all water Hmm. because it does absolutely nothing i guess it's bad for him well, it's bad for him, but it's fine to put it every fast food restaurant that we yeah. have. You know what I mean? That's like, how they like claim it's that, fine too. Would you like to add lettuce to this insanely disgusting and over fatty food? Yes, please, because I want to feel healthy. Right. Well, there's a there's lettuce and a tomato on there. You know, and ketchup's kind of just a tomato as maybe well. Maybe an onion. All right. Yeah, maybe an onion. See, like I'll take my burger with lettuce and onions. I'm I'm still not huge on tomatoes on my burger. Maybe we'll get there one day. Yeah, I've kind of cut out tomatoes a little more for the acidity. I like a good tomato, like a garden tomato, but it's, I don't it's mind it different. as much on like my subs. I'm I'm getting better with that, but for I still have to pick it off on burgers. I used to eat those like apples, yeah, tomatoes, <laughs> yeah, like God, garden ones. Geez. I would too, yeah, like a garden tomato with just a little bit of salt and pepper on. I'm it. getting better with like the small, like the baby tomatoes. Yeah, cherry tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. cherry tomatoes. I'm getting better with them. It's like I, I like slicing those like three, four of them on like my on like my sandwiches and stuff. Yeah, it's changing your mentality a little bit too. And because putting them with your salads, like I grew up in, in, in eating very we eat good meals, but it wasn't very you know health conscious. It was you know lasagna and yeah. tacos and yeah. and all this other stuff. And so I always just a taco like all the ingredients to a taco goes inside of a shell. Like that's just, that's how that works. And, or you need chips with it if you're going to do a taco salad, but recently to eat more healthy, I've been doing the turkey meat with the taco seasoning and I'll just put it on that spring mix with a little bit of cheese and not even any dressing, maybe like some onions and stuff. And I was eating at work the other day and I was like, Oh man, it's just a salad I have for lunch. And then I started eating and I was like, this is freaking good. That's a taco salad this is really good. Like, and I, I literally like try to like associate myself. I was like, just remember how good this is when you're craving something at night. And when you want to go to something else, why can't you just remember how good this actually tasted to you? You right. know, and I, cause in my mind, a salad is still, that's just going to be a blah salad. It's like, no, that was, but if you put good. other ingredients with it, like a shrimp salad or a taco salad. Right. I've started writing down recipes of stuff that turned out really good. Nice. Like in my journals, I'll jot them in there. I did a, a weird one the other day. I may have smoked before eating this, but it turned out way better than it's going to sound. 
but it was the um what is it mackerel can the fish yeah mackerel so, or herring herring the stuff that you got me into okay herring so it was herring the canned herring mixed with cream cheese and i wanted some kind of carb with it i didn't have it in the house so i used honey bunches of oats with almonds nice and like kind of mix it together prime Dude, food pairings so are prime. so weirdly good it is like i just i thought the sweet would be all weird and stuff with it and i i tried it because i was just like screw it so good <laughs> same thing you said with like berries and stuff with yeah it. putting you berries know? and strawberry yogurt with my herring and taco shells and firehouse cheese right and that's healthy like, i mean it's fruits and fish and you know dairy all of it right. all the food groups just missing a vegetable right yeah yeah that's true fruits don't count as veggies no nope. sometimes if i've got lettuce i'll put that on there that's if i've got it though this where i'll throw it on sandwiches too but it's always like an extra because i, I kind of act like it's not there like i'll make a tuna fish sandwich and i'll just stack it out with the lettuce and it's almost more just a filler you know it's like it's gonna taste roughly about the same but it'll just give a little more like substance yep yep and why not do it then? If I know that's healthier and it's going to fill me up more, just add it. But that's where the lazy guy comes in and he's like, but then you got to go in the fridge. You got to stack it. It's going to be harder to put together and eat because yeah. it's just thicker. Why not just do it? I was like, quit being lazy. That's where you got to get the other guy. Well, what did I buy that stuff for then if I'm not exactly. going to use it just to throw it away? Yeah. Which happens. Wheel, like there's sometimes I'll buy veggies and then it just, it goes to waste before I use it because I'll, mm -hmm. I'll use it later. I'll use it later. I'll use it later. Then later comes and it's too late. It's that's what, that's one thing that has been hitting. That's been one relearning life lesson for me is re remember well what food you have in the refrigerator and remember what an expiration date is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because the somewhat of the culture we live in too, because a lot of other countries you get what you're making for dinner on the way home from work that you go through a market and yep. you pick up the, the produce and the meats that you're going to cook that night and have for dinner. You're not throwing in the fridge for four or five days and then cooking it at the end of it. That's why they say it's honestly better for you to maintain a healthy lifestyle and go to the grocery store like three, four times a week. Right. Which is hard though, because that's time, you know, that's that is time gas money. That's, breaking away from your schedule to go to do that same thing with the gym it's it's things that you got to do but it's working them into your schedule but making the time for them you do have to make that time but when you do it's it's basically like making an investment that you're making an investment in the health of yourself right it's a balancing act and that time comes back to you because the time that you spend eating healthier like i said it, more I, time that you have on this earth well, right. and more time that you're more productive. It's it's like I can eat that McGrill and I go home and take a nap, or I can eat a nice healthy salad oh. and come home and still have energy to keep doing you keep stuff. You keep talking about McGriddles. It makes me want a McGriddle, but I can't go there and get one. You know, they they really all day McGriddle. Exactly. It's, Prior it's to COVID, they had what was called an all-day breakfast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you I can you can it. You could invest time. And that's, I think that's the way that I have to perceive it in my mind and change my mindset about it is you're not wasting that time. You're investing that time so that it pays off more later. Because I think that's where some of my mood swings and my mentality comes from too, is when I eat like garbage, 
I feel like garbage. Yes, you do. It stays with you. Right. And it's so hard. I don't want to correlate it back to the food. So I'm like, well, what's going on? Why do I feel like such a slump today? And it's like, what, <laughs> what can eat? I blame it on? Right. And ignore that I did that yesterday. Right. Take accountability. Make good decisions. It's like a it's like a friend a friend of ours on a camping on a camping trip, like got really drunk, got really high, ate like three, four plates of food at this restaurant, blacked out, woke up like four or five hours later, woke and woke up and they're just like, Why does my stomach hurt so much? I don't understand what the hell happened. And they're like, you ate like four or five plates of food. He's like, I don't remember that at all. But my <laughs> God, I am so sick. Oh, that happens to me so much when I smoke. I'll like, I'm so good. At, like I'll like hold off and I'm like, won't eat. And in the moment food passes through my lips and I snack on one thing, game on. Yeah. That's I'm somewhat gates. similar. Mm-hmm. I have to limit myself because otherwise I just won't stop. I yeah. will, I'll eat one thing and then like, Oh, I actually, I want this now. Oh, I want this now. Oh, I want this now. And then eventually I can feel the different flavors, like just combining that. You're just like, okay, you got to put an end to this now. Cause otherwise you're about to see everything. Yeah. Right. And I, and I know it's a mentality. Thing. Like I know I feel full. I know my stomach's starting to hurt cause I'm full, but my mouth wants more. <laughs> my mouth is like, my mouth is bored. Yeah. Give me something new. Give me something. Now I want something salty. Now I want something sweet. Now I want something like, yeah, you just ate a whole family's worth of meals, like three days worth. <laughs> and you have to go minutes. to the store if you want more food. Right. Well, guess I'm grabbing my keys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where it's, I always wonder if it's, are we going to keep learning these same lessons our whole life or is it just going to be another cycle so like you learn one and then we're going to be caught up on another one and another one and another one i think we'll always be caught up on another one but it's trying to replace all the bad habits that we realize with things that we know we need to do or things that we think need to be good for us and And like you said you keep writing off those wins we're going to have to see what society looks like and how they dictate what those right ones are. But even that, you know, that's the one part where you can step away from society and don't rely so much on somebody else for the answer. Right. Very find, true. Out, find out what you value in life and what the life is that you want to live and let that be a reflection on society. Well, you guys are doing it this way, but I think this way it's better. And this is how I'm going to choose to live my life. And your diet, listen to as how your as, body reacts to the things as you're long putting as you're into not incriminating it. on other people's rights you shouldn't have trouble